0: The Pre-Med Year, session number 243. Hello and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path To becoming a physician. Welcome to the pre-med years. Today, I am actually, as we're recording this audio version, I'm doing a Facebook Live with my lovely co-host, Allison. Hello. Hello. You used to say hello, everybody.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: You said it a different way before. That's okay. Welcome back, Allison.
1: Thank you. The hashtag
0: bring Allison back is working. I
1: love that. I'm going like, to get a bumper sticker for that.
0: I, th- I think it was trending in uh, our zip code only. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only in our zip code. You can drill down where it trends, but that's okay. So welcome. Thank you. Today we're going to talk about something a little personal, but very important in the grand scheme of the medical world, in the pre-med world. And that's burnout. Now, I've talked to a burnout expert before. I had him on a long time ago, uh, the Happy MD. I forget his name. Anyway, I should have known that. But uh, uh, I had him on a long time ago, and we went through some breathing exercises and some other things. Um, But I wanted to talk from a personal standpoint, uh, what you experienced, what we experienced together. Uh, going through that, and then how we can transition that and help a student through whatever they may be going through. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, you were in your residency, neurology residency, mm-hmm. which apparently isn't very easy.
1: No, not where I was, at least.
0: Yeah. So, you were at Mass General.
1: Mm-hmm. Big, great, Great program, great experience, just kind of crazy.
0: Big academic medical center. Mm-hmm. And... When, and we were living apart.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a downer.
0: <laughs> might, might have been part of the reason, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: just a little bit, you know. Yeah. You get married, and then two months later, the Air Force calls and they're like, yep, you're moving without your wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so you're in your residency. How much were you working during residency? Like, what what did that look like hours-wise, days-wise?
1: A lot, Uh. So on the books, 80 hours a week. (laughs)
0: Um, Nobody, nobody lied when they filled out those time cards, right?
1: No comments. So yes, about 80 hours a week, (laughs) a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And we were on call that, so I had did my year of internship and then the following year is my, was my first year of neurology residency. And I was on call every fourth night for about 32 hours. So it was pretty crazy. It was very intense. And uh, very, very sick people, um, just intense, really, really crazy.
0: <laughs> what do you remember about days off? Sleeping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sleeping, so, you know, eating.
0: <laughs> so not much you time?
1: <laughs> no, no, not not at all.
0: Which apparently is important.
1: Yeah, exercise, eating well. Yeah, those things are kind of important. Those, those were on the back burner.
0: What... At, at, at what point did you realize during residency that something wasn't right?
1: I actually just felt like I was start, starting to have trouble concentrating. And it was really disturbing because uh, I've always relied on my brain. And I felt like all of a sudden I just I wasn't concentrating well. I felt like I couldn't rely on my brain, which is really bothersome and disturbing.
0: Trouble concentrating. Yeah. In, in practice, what did that
1: like when I'd be like? at work and I would be like having trouble like getting my work done and and it wasn't um it wasn't bad enough that it was apparent to anybody else but to me who was usually you know used to being very efficient and very good at getting things done quickly I felt like I was like moving like a tortoise I was super just felt really slow and I was fortunately I wasn't on a really busy rotation at that point it was um it was f- you know further into the year um but I just felt I don't know. I just didn't feel like myself. I felt like I couldn't recognize myself in the mirror. Interesting. And I was really down, super down. Depressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not diagnosed as being depressed, but definitely looking back um, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: all those DSM criteria. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: When in your training was this?
1: This was my first year of neurology residency, so it was my second year of residency as a whole. Second year of residency. Second of four. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So just a a reminder, if you're listening to this, wondering what those those words are. So first year was a prelim medicine year.
1: Right, which is your internship. And it's funny because that's always touted as being like the most insane year where you work the most hours. But in comparison, my first year of neurology was 100 times busier.
0: Yeah. Okay. So first year of neurology, How many months in were you? Do you remember? Uh, Roughly?
1: Oh dear. Um It was sometime in the winter. So I want to say around February.
0: So seven, eight. Yeah, it was about
1: February. So yeah.
0: Okay. So not long.
1: Well, I mean, oh, into the entirety of my neurology residency. No, in that year, yeah. I mean, I the the first part of the year was just filled with excitement. I was just super excited to be there. And then Well, it's what you're working toward and you finally are there. It's like, yeah. Um, and then Nerd. And then I was getting just into the groove of things because at the beginning it's just like you don't know anything and you're having to learn everything. And so then you sort of hit your stride and I was feeling like I, you know, was learning something and I knew something. And then it just starts to eat at you, I think. Um, at least how I felt. And so yes, it was I guess month seven of of that. Right? Yeah. Um, and I was just tired. And it was I was living in Boston and it was cold and I was feeling like I was working on the time, all the time. And well, you were? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you didn't feel like you were working all the time. You were working all the time. I,
1: I had no work-life balance. I was also back living with my parents after I had recently got married, which was very hard. And I But I, I didn't really... Ryan was busy. He was in the Air Force. He was up to his own stuff. And I really didn't want to...
0: I was busy starting a podcast. Then.
1: Yeah. Well, that too, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't want to burden you with what I was dealing with. And so we would get on the phone and we would talk and I would just sort of you know, like, oh, yeah, everything's fine, you
0: know. So you didn't have an outlet?
1: I mean, I would talk to my parents, but um, it's hard because my friends in residency were all going through the same thing. And then my friends who were outside of medicine couldn't really relate to what I was going through. So I felt like there weren't a lot of people I could talk to about going, what was happening.
0: Going through the same thing as in their day-to-day lives, not going through the same things burnout wise, as far as you knew
1: well as far as i knew yeah, yeah. i mean
0: you for- weren't you weren't sitting around the the table talking to all the other residents about burnout
1: no um no i mean people would talk about how they were exhausted and how you know they felt overwhelmed and but yeah we didn't sit around and have like burnout uh you know powwows. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> how burned out are you yeah it's really bad
0: yeah Interesting.
1: Just, you know, and they had like employee assistance and they offered different things, but it wasn't like you really had a lot of time to do that. Was that, that
0: something, uh, let me ask you that, was that something that the residency program stressed a lot? Or Yeah,
1: I mean, they talked about it for sure, um, yeah. but it was also a well-known fact that that first year was brutal, and it was just sort of like, there, there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and you just had to get there, because the second and third years were entirely different. They were uh, much more manageable.
0: yeah. Suck it up, cupcake is the, the motto.
1: Basically, and that's true for a lot of residency programs. So it's not like it was something particularly unique and, and burnout is rampant. It's an extremely common problem.
0: Sounds like a new shirt for me. Suck it up, cupcake.
1: I guess, but that's not like you can't like trademark that.
0: <laughs> I don't need to trademark it. It's <laughs> just a fun shirt. Like, you're pre-med, pre-med. <laughs> suck it up, cupcake. <laughs> o suck it up, cupcake. Oh, dear. Yeah, I like it. Wow. All right.
1: You got a t-shirt factory going. Yeah.
0: So what did what did you do?
1: I powered through. I but I was pretty darn depressed. I mean, I remember periods where I would sleep. You know, you asked what would I do on my time off? Like I would stay in bed. I would sleep. <laughs> I probably should have seen somebody to like talk about how I was doing and get help. But I I didn't. Uh, I just I kind of I had never experienced this before. I didn't really know what was happening. And I just knew that I felt really bad. <laughs> and it was kind of like I didn't have time to sit around and feel sorry for myself other than when I was off. I just needed to get through it. <laughs> and uh, I was, you know, dealing with really t- trying to take care of really sick people and really have time to focus on myself. That's one of the problems I think is. As medical students, as physicians, as particularly as residents, but it happens later too that you you're very focused on taking care of other people and sometimes to the detriment of your own health. And we've talked about that in the podcast before when I've talked about developing Crohn's disease and other assorted autoimmune problems. Your your own health sometimes suffers because you don't you don't prioritize it.
0: And I think as a pre-med, I I don't know if if you suffered through this as a pre-med too, maybe obviously not to the same extent, but it's it's all the same. You're not taking care of patients, but you're studying organic chemistry and physics and biology and chemistry and MCAT prep and OCHEM and biochem. And it's it's kind of the same. You're trying to power through it yeah, and there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a Absolutely. grind. And you're sacrificing sleep and exercise and eating right. Mm-hmm. and And so that's why... I thought it'd be a good conversation to bring up today, um, just because students are going through this. It's not just physicians, and yes, so
1: and there's the added stress I would add too as a premed of this goal you're trying to achieve, and there's the very real possibility of rejection, and that's very stressful. I think for many people, unless you're just, you know, inherently brilliant and. Just ace everything you do, and
0: well, they're listening to this podcast, like Sheldon, <laughs> Sheldon from Big Bang. <laughs> right. Nice. What? Looking back at it now, you, you you talked about talking to somebody like a psychologist, a therapist, whatever. Mm-hmm. What else could you have done? What else would you recommend for somebody that may be in those beginning stages of burnout? To what would you recommend they do, or what should you have done? to prevent the downward spiral?
1: I think decreasing the dose is an important thing and What do you mean by that? Right. So it's hard what I mean by that is sort of decreasing the amount of work which you can't necessarily do but if you can it's good to do. So taking breaks is another way to sort of structure that. If you can uh, decrease the amount of work that you have you can't do that in residency. You can't really do that as a pre-med. You have a certain amount you have to learn but (laughs) structuring breaks so that you don't hit a wall and then feel like you're having to push through that wall and then hitting another wall. And so it's sort of breaking the cycle. So breaks are important. Exercise is really important. One of the things that I wasn't doing during that period was exercise other than running around the hospital, which I don't know if that counts. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's a problem. If you're not eating well, sleep is also huge. And sometimes I think people get nervous, stressed, burned out, and they don't sleep well. And if you're not sleeping well, it's terrible for your brain. (laughs) It's terrible for your neurologic health. It, It does not help in terms of studying or learning. And it makes you feel more depressed. The other thing I've learned about depression is that it feeds on itself. And so it's hard to convince yourself that things can be okay when you're feeling really depressed. So I think... Taking breaks, exercising, eating well, but it's also really important to talk to somebody and sometimes that may not be your friends or your family. that may really be a professional, somebody who can uh, who can really help you through that with different strategies. It's a lot of things, but yeah. I think acknowledgement is the first is the first thing I think burnout as rampant as it is, it's almost stigmatized in a sense too because mm-hmm. you can't. Nobody really wants to have, you know, a medical student or a physician hanging around a resident who's burned out. You have to be able to function. You have to do your job. So, it's as much as we say to people, "Oh yeah, you know, burnout's common, get help." Uh, you know, if if you start advertising the fact that you're really burned out, I don't I don't think it's a welcome discussion for a lot of people. So, going outside actually of your of where you are to get help, I think is is important too. Does that make sense?
0: It does, but I, I don't agree with it okay. B- because I, I think we need to break that stigma. And and going outside is just continuing it.
1: Well, sure. But I'm just saying to get help. If you feel like, you know, especially if you feel like you can't get the help that you need or you feel embarrassed or something, don't let that get in the way of you getting help where you need to get help.
0: Correct. I would agree with that. If it's If it's binary, you're either getting help or not getting help, then yes, go outside the system. I would agree with that. And, and as a pre-med, there, there's this constant need for doing more, right? Of, of obviously getting great grades and doing the extracurriculars and getting the, the clinical experience and shadowing and curing cancer and whatever else that pre-meds obviously need to do these days to, to seemingly get into medical school. Did you feel that sort of pressure as a resident that there was more to do or was it just there was already a lot to do and that kind of was enough?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was always there was always a lot to do. I think the pressure is that you're also expected to be reading and there's really no time to do that when you're working 80 plus hours a week. So but there was time to read later. And I figured that out. What what really helped me in the end. And we're not
0: talking reading like Harry Potter.
1: No, no, like I'm like there's an expectation that you need to read the, the material that you're also supposed to be practicing. So I needed to read neurology, and I just I didn't have the bandwidth to do that when I had time off. But what I wanted to do was sleep uh, and take care of myself. So
0: you didn't sleep with the book on your head. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I but I think the other piece is that if you're really going through burnout it's it's really important to take like take a, a couple days off. If you're a pre-med and you're you're suffering and you're not sleeping and you're anxious, I, I think honestly giving yourself some respite, like taking a 2 to 3 day, like even taking a week if that's possible for you and just taking a break from all of it, giving yourself a breath of fresh air. I think that that's really really
0: important. Yeah, very important. So for you the premed thinking about you, you talked about decreasing the dose right and i asked you what that meant
1: if you can yeah
0: as a premed you can you you drop your classes you take a semester off you take a year off that's okay i would rather a premed that is on the verge of of going through burnout and going through these issues I'd rather look at their transcript and see a semester off than see a, a a full semester worth of classes that have C's and D's because they were burnt out and couldn't handle it. Absolutely. So that that's okay if you're in that spot. Take the time off. Yeah. Go go volunteer somewhere. Go work with with hospice. Go get a scribe job. Go do something. Get out of academics for a little bit recuperate, and and fix yourself.
1: And I think, yeah, in particular what can help when you're a pre-med is actually getting time with patients because, as we've talked about before, that reminds you of why you're doing this in the first place. It's different when you're a resident and you're feeling kind of burned out. It's like you're already with patients. <laughs> no, <It's kind>
0: of- <laughs> it's, that's a different why. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, it's instead of remembering why you're doing it as a pre-med, as as a resident, you're you're cursing yourself. Like why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh yes, getting some but as a pre-med, getting time with patients to really remind yourself of why you're doing that. That can help with you feeling refreshed and, and bringing yourself back to back to bear with it all.
0: Yeah. It's so,
1: tough. It's not easy. And I think everybody has their own personal path with that. But it's it's very common. So if you're feeling burned out, you're not alone, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, and and it's a, I mean it's a huge problem as, you know for physicians so it's it's something that if you're dealing with it as a premed it's it's at the end of the tunnel it's also still there so it's something that if you get practice with learning to sort of prevent yourself from falling down the rabbit hole it's a good thing to to learn those skills early on so that when you do get to be a neurologist or whatever you end up being uh, you have some practice in avoiding it neurology as it turns out. Is uh, I think has the highest rate of burnout and the biggest job dissatisfaction of, ever, of any field of medicine, and I think that has its assorted reasons. But uh, I've been I've been through some burnout as a practicing physician as well, and uh, um, it's you know I had a recent um, episode of that, and and again I had to look at these same things: decreasing the dose, getting help, talking with you, you know, so uh, leaning on friends and family a lot. And it's just, it's what you got to do. But my, I mean, my goal now is, again, how do I prevent this from happening in the future? Because it's a, it's a potentially cyclical thing. And um, mm-hmm. the job doesn't change. If anything, the demands in medicine just grow more and more all the time. So that's not going to change. So Darn patients. <laughs> people are going <laughs> to get sick. Um, that's part of being human. So how can you be able to withstand all of that? And so recently for me, that was decreasing my patient load a little bit, changing my schedule and that helped enormously and going and talking with someone. I'll be honest. I mean, I went to see a counselor and she helped me enormously.
0: Yeah. How's
1: that for personal?
0: That's good. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So I think that we'll end there. A short episode on burnout, personal. So, listen to this. If you are feeling signs and symptoms of burnout, if you're not happy with what you're doing, it's okay to take a break. It is okay. Make sure you're eating right. Make sure you're exercising. Exercise has been shown over and over and over again to be the the cure for everything. So exercise, 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 eat well, exercise, get sleep. And go talk to somebody yeah. if you need to.
1: It'll protect your physical health. I mean, to be honest, I think that's where part of my, you know, I mean, stress definitely can lead to autoimmune problems. It's, it's, it's a well-known deal. <laughs> yeah. So protect your physical health, take care of your mental and emotional health, and uh, exercise so that you don't develop Crohn's disease and other sort of <laughs> problems.
0: And <laughs> MS and other fun stuff. Oh, dear. All right. I'm sorry. Well, Allison, thank you for coming on.
1: Thanks, everyone. All
0: right. Let's end there. And if you would like to leave a rating and review, you can do so. MedicalSchoolHQ.net slash iTunes. I would love it. I would love for you to share this episode. If you know a friend that's going through some issues, share this episode with him or her. I would love it. And as always, I would love to see you next week here at the Pre-Med Years and Med-Ed Media.